Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one puppy-loving minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And continuing our All-Star Week uh, from our uh, Patreon, Benny Matheson. Welcome. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. I'm excited. We're excited to have you. And today we are going back to Minute 53, which starts with Doc and Marty hopping onto the dance floor and ends with Doc and Clara being awkward. Sure. <laughs> oh, what a great, oh, what a great minute. Yeah, it's a good minute. So uh, first thing, I, there was something about the way that Marty when so, so Doc says, this is this is good music and Marty like laughs and then the way he says it's got a beat, beat. you can dance it's got a beat and you can dance, dance to, it. to it I was like I was like that's that's a reference to something okay you okay, okay so you don't so, just say that so here's okay so here's the thing I'm so glad this has already come up <laughs> um so there's an episode of the Powerpuff Girls uh <laughs> where uh where like remember the one where the boogeyman attacks and it's like all it's like disco and mm-hmm. they're all and then all the boogeymen are like dancing outside at, at at night um there's a part where um one where bubbles says it's got a beat and you can dance to it mm-hmm. and so i thought that that was a reference to this but now you saying that this sounds like a reference makes me think that this rabbit hole goes even deeper yeah. So what I did was I Googled the phrase, mm-hmm. it's got a beat and you can dance to it. And I found that it actually comes from American Bandstand, uh, oh. s- specifically yep. a section of American Bandstand called Raider Record, where, uh, where, 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 uh, uh, I'm forgetting his first name, but Clark, um, Oh, uh, Gary Dick Clark. Clark. Yeah, Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Gary yeah, Clark. Yeah, so where Dick Clark <laughs> interviews teenagers about uh, the songs being played and yeah. asks them to rate the record on a scale of 35 to 98. To 98. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, and uh, and then often uh, the people would say it's got a good beat and you can dance to it. Yeah. So, so uh, that's a, that's what it's a reference to. What a what a dad joke to, to come from Marty. Actually, it's not. American Bandstand was still on the air uh, as late as '89. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't even a dated reference uh, for the movie because you know hmm. the movie came out summer of '90 and American Bandstand ended in <laughs> October of '89. Mm-hmm. So it was just like so, a pop, this is just like a pop culture reference, right? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if, I wonder if, um, ZZ Top was like doing American Bandstand at one point, like around the time of this show. <laughs> I, I can, ne- <laughs> I could never imagine ZZ Top on American Bandstand. All those teenagers would be just terrified of that, those beards. Ah! Who let these hobos in? See, I, I clearly remember as a kid, um, obviously I had these on VHS and watched them a million times. And my first time ever knowing what ZZ Top is, 
is every time I would watch this movie, my dad would be like, hey, ZZ Top's in that movie. Do you know that? Every single time. <laughs> I think my first, I think my introduction to ZZ Top was Weird Al Yankovic, of all things. <laughs> yes. Because um, he did, he did that parody uh, of one of their songs, mm. um, and I and I think he has a beard or no, it's like a it's like a weird three D cartoon thing. But still, I think that was the first time, and it was much later that I made the connection that the people who he was parodying are the people in this scene. Now that so. I'm thinking about it, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that Weird Al never made a back to the future related song about anything. Hmm. Yeah. This would have been kind of the height. I mean, he kind of came and yeah. went every couple of years, but <clears throat> right. Cause he this uh, was, yeah, this, the, yeah. Cause this was, mm, this might've been a dry spell right here. Actually, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, cause I think there was about like five years between the eighties and early nineties where he disappeared for a while and yeah. then he came back. He always does he came, that. Yeah. He came, he came, he came back, back with, with Amish paradise. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Uh, uh, so like, so when did Amish paradise come out? That would have been 94, 95, yeah. something like that. Scott, you were a big Coolio guy back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't, I had the dangerous mind soundtrack, but mm. uh, that was because I thought it would make me cool. Um, and it did. It, no, it did oh, not. Okay. <laughs> no one, no one cared. Uh, but you know, because everyone had the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. It was like it was like that and Space Jam were like the two yes. biggest soundtracks. Oh, <laughs> I used to get down on some Space Jam sound. I I had that on cassette. Yeah, yep. so did I. Oh, Absolutely, that was a good set. That was a good cassette. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we close out to Space Jam today? <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just shutting that down. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then uh, we get the gun salesman uh, back yeah. there. He's uh, talking about Colonel Samuel Colts. Um, what is the name of this freaking this whole this whole spiel? The, the Peter the Rifle or something like that. Oh no, yeah, it's the, the Derringer, the one shot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So Samuel Colt. Anyway, Sa Samuel Colt. Uh, is actually he's the inventor of the revolver. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is that the gun that the guy mentions is the Peacemaker, which is which is uh, known as the gun that won the West. Mm -hmm. um, basically, in other words, it shot it shot and killed a bunch of Native Americans, um, <laughs> which is horrifying. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was actually. It designed in 1872, but Samuel Colt died in 1862. Uh, so it was just his company that created the Peacemaker, not him personally. Hmm. Um, that's also it's also known as the Colt Single Action Army Revolver, the Colt 45, which yeah. is what I hear most often. Mm -hmm. Single Action Army SS SAA Model P. Um, M one eight seven three. So it's got a lot of names. Yeah. But uh yeah, Samuel Colt, I mean he's uh he's a <laughs> big just, gun guy. I just pictured you for research in the show going on like NRA forums. <laughs> no. Nope. Like, like 
I don't know. It just you, the idea of you researching guns just for some reason seemed really funny to me. <laughs> it was. I I did have an out of body moment while doing this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was like I'm I'm looking up information on guns. This is weird. Like <laughs> contemplating like deleting my my browser history. <laughs> like, oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, no, no one can know I did this. Maybe I should have done this at a library. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, when we don't have Chris O'Connor on the show to talk about uh, weapons, the guns, fighting, yeah, so. <laughs> I gotta, I have to, I have to pick up the slack. <laughs> uh, um, so, do you think, and, and we and we never talked about this, but do you think that the gun merchant is a Hill Valley resident, or do you think he's like a traveling salesman? And this is like, oh, here, there's a festival, there's a lot. People will be drinking and they'll be wanting guns to buy. I better set up shop. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's out of a ta- he's an out of towner because I mean that whole thing that he's got is looks like a wagon. That's true, and he's he's dressed much sharper than the average Hill Valleyan. Right, and throughout the trilogy, they do so much to let you know that like there are people who are in all of the timelines, you know, or their kids or something like that. I feel like they would have uh, paid a little more attention to it if. If it were somebody yeah. I've seen before. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> They're like, they'd be like, Keith, what are you doing? You're not a <laughs> you're not a gun salesman. Those are our guns. <laughs> step right up, step right up, get your guns. <laughs> oh, when when you well, well later in the week we'll find out that they everyone had to check in their firearms before <laughs> entering the festival. So yeah. yeah, everyone just checked in their firearms and then he this guy is just selling them. <laughs> yeah. This is like the old west version of like movie snacks not being allowed like from outside. Yeah. Well, you know what's really funny actually? This is so stupid. If you have to check in your firearms, why would you let a gun a gun salesman into the festival? Because you just check in your gun, yeah. buy a new it's gun, a new and then shoot whoever you want. I, I think that's exactly what the gun salesman was thinking. He's like, well, no one – I know for a fact no one's going to have my product. I'll, like, you know, I bet I bet they don't know that he's there. I wonder if he, like, snuck in through the back of the, like, festival. I don't know. Supply hmm. and demand, though, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's his – yeah. Um, yeah, so then, uh, Doc spots Clara through the crowd. Oh, man. And, uh, it is pretty glorious. It I mean, this is, is I, I want somebody, I want somebody to take this part of the video and remove the music and <laughs> replace it with that, um, that like 80s, the cheesy, like 80s song that like, which uh, one, Scott? Oh man, how did it go? It was like, it was just somebody going, Ah ha 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 ha! Oh yeah 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 one yeah that one yeah yeah. Uh, really, there's a lot of songs you could play during this moment. You could play pictures of you. Yeah, well, that's a little more like depressing. I think I keep hearing See, that pic- about pictures the, of you, specifically about you. pictures of you. To me, pictures of you makes me happy. So I never think of it as like a sad song. But then I, I think the lyrics are super sad. But yeah, I they guess, are. But I guess that's it, the cure for you. It's way more. It would way, be way more. It would be awesome for like a like a f- fan video of like Marty looking at pictures of Doc. Duh, pictures of Doc. <laughs> I've been looking so long at these pictures of you. I almost believe that they're real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> St- 
still still sad still oh, sad no now i'm gonna go through every line of that song and fit it oh my god <laughs> pictures of you yeah um, um so yeah i just what i i really like if you leave really, would also be a good one orchestral maneuvers really, in the dark yeah be a good one. you know what we need to talk about uh doc's outfit because yes let's talk about doc's outfit. Amazing. that is glorious I, I, that, that I shot would, I would wear the I would wear the shit out of that, ja- was, that jacket he's wearing. I was just thinking like like I could this is this is kind of like not the I mean like the the watch chain and the hat are a little much but th- but I w- I've seen Scott dress kind of like this at like at like like nice events. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's my like, current my current coat is like this it's just not plaid. Oh but yeah but it's is, is it the same length or is it a little Yeah, same same length and material. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just, just plain gray. I'm just in love with that that uh, pan over from ZZ Top to Marty mm-hmm. and Doc. Uh huh. It's so clean. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, I, I th- yeah. watching him walk up to Clara is my favorite part of this. Like you know, there's there's so much going on in the back. We have these four layers of like the salesman and Marty and people dancing, but all we're paying attention to is Doc, and it's just I love that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I also I I think there are a few things in this trilogy I love more than the expression that forms on Clara's face oh when she gosh. sees his face. It's a, it's sublime. It's like what what they talk about talk about a great acting moment where you oh, can yeah. like feel the like love. Uh-huh. Or like ah yeah, it's it's yeah, I mean that's why you, that's why you that's why you hire Mary Steenburgen, guys. <laughs> Absolutely, there's something so honest and genuine about this moment. Yeah, like, because it just yeah. feels it's 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 but it, you know these are two people who, as we talked about uh, earlier in the week, these are two people who have never fallen in love before ever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Doc has been uh, a yeah. bachelor his entire life. Clara has been uh, uh, has been single her entire life, as yeah. we find out from the comic books. She's a bit of a bookworm, a bit of an inside kid. Right. <laughs> and so this moment for them is like that first love, like high school dance yeah. kind of love. But they're both, you know, <laughs> Clara's in her 30s and, and Doc is in technically his 70s right. but you know <laughs> he's been he's, like kind of reanimated a couple times right right so he's really like like you know late 40s early 50s uh you know in in uh body and soul um <laughs> yeah but he is a 70 year old man <laughs> he is a 70 year old man uh do you think they ever had that conversation i don't difference. know <laughs> wait wait emmett that doesn't make any sense that's when you were born yeah uh, look um so one time in, in 2015 there was this thing where you could get like all your stuff like pushed back or whatever and, uh, and i and i i did that i got everything replaced everything Every, ev- everything ev- clara clara <laughs> everything uh, uh yeah but but i just i love this moment it's played uh, it's played pitch perfectly I, yeah. because this is i mean you know i i remember 
the first the, those early times I had a girlfriend where I didn't really know what to do and she mm-hmm. didn't really know what to do, but we knew we liked each other. Like this is exactly what it's like. Yeah, there's no uh, practice. It's just pure. It's genuine. The, it's, it's right. The best, the best part of being alive are like these first really. weird little awkward like, and I, I I love that the movie has the the grace to like not tack on a joke to this moment like i it's mm-hmm. actually it's really really cool how i don't know if serious how seriously that the the movie takes their relationship uh i i love i i mean but it's it's still funny there's still like a lot of funny little moments like the end of this minute but uh i like it i like that it's not played for like goofs mm-hmm. right they're they're not making fun of doc here you know he makes the awkward face after he's tells her how nice she looks and yeah. it's not it's not because you know we're supposed to laugh at doc he's just awkward you know and yeah, christopher lloyd and we, is amazing and, and, and we love him so much yeah. at this point exactly absolutely yeah that 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 nice line is really funny because he says nice instantly <laughs> regrets the adjective but clara <laughs> is like oh, over the glowing. moon that he yes. knows <laughs> oh thank you she's so like like flattered and yeah <laughs> they're just so they're just they they're just such dorks the two of them Ugh. they have no idea i love it it i you know as much as i love lorraine i i i wouldn't mind seeing like an alternate and like obviously he has <laughs> to end up with lorraine because otherwise marty wouldn't exist but <laughs> there's something so charming about two nerds ending up together. Because, mm-hmm. like, Lorraine's a lot of things, but she's not a nerd like George is. No, she even knows how to park with boys. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I love that we're getting that George-Lorraine uh, uh, romance story in this movie, but we're, whoa, they're, they're we turning totally it on its are. head a little bit. That's what oh, this, yeah. Whoa, I just got that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ring mm. theory. It Ring continues. Theory. Ring theory. Uh, see, they Ring rhyme. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. Although in the case of Back to the Future, they actually do. Right. Yeah. Um, they genuinely do. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, man, I just, I love everything about this movie. There's just so much. Uh, it just fills my heart with joy. Mm-hmm. Also, with the hair and the suit and the everything he is looking like he i mean doc is looking super albert einsteiny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely when he takes the hat off and it just <laughs> foams out yeah yeah his hair yeah. is just like down uh also i love that he just bails on marty <laughs> bye bye, bye. <laughs> Well, these movies are so good at that, you know, that not everybody has to be doing the same thing at once. And this mm-hmm. happens a lot. I feel like every 10 or 12 minutes in these movies, people kind of split off. Um, and I, especially in this third one here, which is the most complex, I think, in terms of uh, the narrative structure, people can just start and stop things overlapping mm-hmm. with each other. And mm. uh, we kind of lose track of Marty because he doesn't really matter here. Doc, you drove me here. <laughs> you drove me here. So, so they they literally live like five feet away. Yeah, uh, <laughs> walk, bitch. Like, like, like Doc can see the clock tower from. Oh like, right, they, yeah. they they brought the festival to his his blacksmith <laughs> barn. <laughs> 
It's almost like he could earlier in the week. Clara was like, "Oh, are you going to the festival?" It's kind of like I kind of have to. It's in my it's my property. <laughs> yeah, they're not really going to be accidentally there. Yeah, <laughs> guess so. Um, so so Benny, what's uh, what's your what's your background with these movies? Do you remember the first time you saw any of them? Oh man. Okay, so I had all of them on on video as a kid um mm-hmm. these movies are in this little group with like jurassic park and um like raiders of the lost ark of movies that i have seen literally about a hundred times um so it, it was so fun re-watching this because this is my my first time seeing it again in the last you know four or five years or something mm-hmm. like that but before the age of 10 this is a movie i just watched on repeat um, you know, Back to the Future, these, I, I have so many vivid memories with it, um, just growing up with it. Like, these movies taught my little brother how to cuss, which was a lot of fun. Um, and they, <laughs> they I, I remember being so fascinated, especially between part two and three, of the idea of, like, movies being uh, connected to each other, like, parts to each other. Um, I mean, just the idea of, like, a, a cliffhanger at the end of a movie. Um blew my mind because then you could take the tape out and put the next one in um and that experience that 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 tactical like let's let's take the next step um was really profound as a kid um Mm -hmm. (laughs) i also just thought they were really fun i mean to this day back to the future still has some of the best uh time travel uh, the the way it handles the science of time travel i think is great it's not 100 percent consistent but it does it in a way that uh supports the narrative perfectly without trying to trying to be overly clever or complex about it. Um, and it, it was so fun rewatching them again, just because they, they totally hold up. Oh yeah. Yeah. More, I, I'd say, um, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but I think one of the reasons that they hold up as well as they do is, um, you know, like a lot of people will, will point to the practical effects and that's certainly mm-hmm. part of it, but they're not, they're not all practical in the sense that they were done on set. You know, there's model work and things in green screen and things like that that are done occasionally. And all of those, they they feel a little dated. But I think the thing that really uh, takes these films to that timeless level is that it's a time travel movie. And so the 80s stuff, like – it it all becomes timeless because right. it's all about time and time travel. So even the dated stuff in the eighties doesn't seem dated. You're just like, Oh, this is just a movie it's about the eighties. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even 2015 doesn't feel weird to me. Obviously it was way off, but like when you watch it, it's just like, Oh, they're in the future. Like this abstract idea of the future. Um, well, Scott was actually telling me uh, a little bit ago about, how that timeline technically can exist and it doesn't mess with like our reality at all. <laughs> right. Because, because our, in our reality, time travel doesn't exist. So our reality is the original, uh, like act one of back to the future before Marty goes back in time. Oh, so that 2015 funny. only exists because Marty went back in time to 1955 <laughs> and created Lone Pine Mall and all of that. So that's the only reason that that future exists. So, uh, it it totally works. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Any uh any closing thoughts on uh, on this minute or the or the movie, Benny? Um, for this minute, I really love the woman 
that is clapping behind Clara. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've watched she's this great. with my headphones, and she's just never clapping in time with the music. And but she's well, always so close, and it's perfect. In her, in, it's, in her defense, <laughs> there's probably no music playing. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ZZ Top, as the British would say, is not playing in her uh, in her scene. But <laughs> right, um, it it what it lends to me is like it's uh, all these scenes are so dense, not in like a like a Phantom Menace sense, but like there's just always so much life to what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, and the Hill Valley feels like such a real city that you have to assume that every single person that you see has this whole story that intertwines with Doc and Marty's in some small or large way. Um, oh, so I, I'm always I'm always tempted to to look behind the characters and see what's going on because you always get so many little rewards for doing so. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, there's always so many great extras in in these movies. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, thanks for joining us, Benny. And thank you, guys. Uh, uh, thank you for being a, a patron, of course. Um, and uh, if uh, everybody wants to uh, check out uh, another, some other podcasts from Dueling Genre, you can check out uh, Lord of the Rings Minute and Harry Potter Minute. Um, and then, of course, uh, Geek by Night, our pride and joy, which is uh, an original audio drama that. Uh, Nick and I executive produce and write with uh, write and and make with many, many, many other people. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> go, uh, go check it out and uh, let us know what you think of that. Cause we, we would appreciate it. Yeah. We love and, hearing from people about things we make. We yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and we will talk to you tomorrow with minute 54. Bye. Bye. Bye.